Welcome to the Real Film Nerds Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Real Film Nerds Podcast, episode number 230, The Tomorrow War, not the war of tomorrow, not tomorrow land, The Tomorrow War, the Amazon original starring none other than Star-Lord himself, the Lord of the Tomorrow War, Chris Pratt-Pratt. My name is Matt Matt, and with me as always, my good buddy from another mother, Mysterious Mike Talent. Oh, I thought it was going to be Mike Mike. Mike Mike. Talent Talent. Okay. Hey. Hey, everybody. How's it going? Okay, Mike. So, The Tomorrow War. You ready? You want to do your uh, little rundown thing I'm a bobber? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm ready, man. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. So, Tomorrow War was directed by Chris McKay, written by Zach Dean. It's uh, starring Chris Pratt, uh, Ivana Strahovski, uh, J.K. Simmons, and Betty Gilpin. And it's about a family man is drafted to fight a war in the future where the fate of humanity relies on his ability to confront the past. Well, all right, Mike. I had high hopes for this film going in. As you know, we talked about it a couple different times. It's a really interesting, cool plot. Um, I enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. I thought it was an entertaining movie. But uh, as me and your lovely wife were discussing earlier before we started recording... Which uh, we definitely need to get her back on the podcast again, Mike. We need to figure that out. We do. We do. We. I've talked about maybe trying to do that here or there, but we definitely have to get her back on. Uh, we are lacking the female uh, perspective, and uh, I think it's sorely missed in certain instances. And let's just be honest, Mike, she's funnier than both of us put together. Yeah, she, she's pretty quick. She is. You know, I mean, that's what happens when you ride uh, uh, ninjas and other awesome motorcycles through the streets. Yes, yes. Uh, Matt, uh, has my shirt in the mail yet? No, it's not your birthday. Okay, you're right. You're right. It's it's not my birthday. Nope, it is not your birthday. Your shirt will be in the mail, you know, shortly. Possibly for Christmas. I don't know. We'll see, Mike. Uh, for those who don't know... Uh, my wife is has a motorcycle endorsement, and uh, I do not. So Matt said um, I could I can ride bitch on her, her shirt or uh, on her motorbike. And uh, Matt, what was the shirt you're gonna get me? The bitch fell off. <laughs> and the thing is, is I want to get the one that's like bright pink. Yeah. So anyway, for for our listeners who who maybe didn't know that. Yeah, it's. Uh, I believe it. The full thing says, "If you can read this, the bitch fell off." Right, and that's right. I'm supposed to get it for Mags, not you, because you're the bitch. That's true. It's very true. So I gotta, I gotta find that. I'll, I'll hunt one down. Believe me, I got one. I just gotta order it and send it over. So. Okay. All right. All right, Mike. So, uh, what's your thoughts of the Tomorrow War? Uh, so I like the Tomorrow War. Uh, it's it's like we discussed earlier um, in some previous pods. The story is pretty good. It's I don't know how anybody didn't really think about this kind of plot before with uh, you know the 
the past fighting for the future. I thought that was a really cool idea. I think it was pretty well executed. Uh, the story on this this movie is is good. the The thing that kind of is lacking, and you know, you just hit on a little bit, seems like this should have been maybe like a mini series, because it tries to cover so much so fast in some places, especially towards the end. I feel like things are just thrown at you left and right, and you're just like, "Whoa, roll with it." So, um, but. I did like it overall. I thought it was pretty fun. I thought the graphics uh, were well spent. Uh, there were some things, you know, maybe not as uh, good on the, the CGI side, but uh, overall, I thought it was a, a well done movie and uh, fun. Yeah, the first couple appearances of the White Spikes were pretty rough. They were not great, but then they looked fantastic throughout the majority of the rest of the film. Um, I see where you're going with the miniseries. I think they could have broken this up into two films. Maybe have one that's all about the war and how they got into the war and everything like that. Because in this two-hour and, what is it, 18-minute long film, they did character building. They did world building. They did future world building. They did all kinds of things in this two-hour and 20-minute long uh, film, which I understand they're trying to explain everything but it it's a lot and there are scenes that do drag too yeah there there are some things that were thrown at you really fast and even some cuts uh especially towards the end where it was like wait wait what happened and uh i i know when mags was watching it she's like did i miss something i'm like oh yeah you did there was this little teeny scene where this thing happened and then that caused all these other things and she's like oh okay Right, right. And there's, uh, you know, J.K. Simmons is in this. Incredible actor. Um, Whiplash comes to mind. Uh, that one show that was on Stars. I'm forgetting the name of it, but it was really awesome. It was about multi-dimensions. Fantastic job in that, playing dual characters. He was barely in this movie. I really would have liked to have seen him a lot more. I would have liked to see a lot more of his character development. We get that he was a badass. He got super cut for this role, and it felt like it was kind of wasted. But, I mean, he was big. He was really muscular in this film. Uh, yeah, he was. He changed a lot for this movie. And, and you're right, Matt. His character was a bit wasted. Maybe they planned to do more. Uh, who knows exactly what happened. But, uh, yeah. Uh, this, this movie covers so much, but I would have liked to get a little bit more backstory for certain things, certain aspects of the film and stuff, which we can get into a little bit later and spoilers, but yeah, I still think it did a pretty good job trying to throw as much at you as it did. So Mike worth a watch on the old Amazon primes or not? Oh yeah. I thought I, I thought it was pretty good sci-fi you know uh like like we harp on over and over Matt. the the story wasn't that bad it made sense there there you know there's there's some um kind of uh touching moments in there but i, I don't want to get into any of that i will save that for maybe the spoilers i don't know i don't know if we're going to touch on that key part of the movie Matt. I, but anyway uh i i, I like the way that it was done we can discuss it, Mike. I'm okay with spoiling the heck out of this because it's not a theater movie. People can sit down and watch it. It's been out for a while on Amazon already. I think it's been out for a week or two. Um, Lisa actually saw it already. 
Uh, her and her husband sat down and watched it. We discussed a little bit this morning on the radio, you know, um, I don't know. I'd say definitely go check it out. Uh, if you're into sci-fi, definitely. It's a great sci-fi story. Um, if you have Amazon Prime, it's well worth it. Uh, if it was in the movie theaters, maybe not as much. I probably wouldn't push people to go see it. But if you have Amazon Prime, you got time to kill, or you just want to see a really interesting, thought-provoking sci-fi film, I say definitely sit down and watch it. It's well worth it. Yeah, yeah, it- I thought it was uh I thought it was pretty well done man. So I was I wasn't uh, disappointed at all with it. So all right Mike, well we are at your favorite part of the podcast. I am drinking a beer. Oh, yes. Uh I am as well, but Matt, I I must know what it is. What are you drinking this fine evening? Ah. Well, Mike, I am drinking a Four Peaks Desert Day drinker, even though it's not the day, because I can drink it anytime. Nice. Nice. And shoot, the days out there have been so hot, and you'd you, you, you get dehydrated drinking that. Dude, the worst part is, we right now, we're getting the most monsoons I've experienced in Arizona in probably three to four years, maybe more. So now we're nice temperatures. We're probably in the 90s. We're at 60, 70% humidity. We're never like that, ever. Oh, man. You must be hurting, Matt. You must be really, really hurting. I'm pretty much in hell, yes. Ah, well, uh, over in in my neck of the woods, it's a little bit more humid. So uh, unfortunately, I think I've gotten used to it, but it's taken like a decade. You never get used to it, Mike, ever. Just like in Phoenix. Sure, it's a dry heat, but it's still 120. <laughs> right. 120 is still hot. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Mike, so what IPA? Let's see it. Let's drink it. <sighs> All right, right. So there was there was a BOGO over at the old grocery store. And so we got a, an oldie but a goodie. It's uh, Dogfish Head's 60-minute IPA. Now, why is it 60 minutes? Great question, man. Uh, so 60 minutes is how long the uh, boil is for the wort, which is uh, kind of the beer before it's beer. So you're drinking warts? It doesn't sound healthy. Well, I think it's fine. Uh, I got this drug on TV that with all the people frolicking, so I feel like I can frolic. Okay. Well, good. I'm glad you are uh, fully vaccinated. Ah, yes, that's it. Okay, Mike, so the most pressing question of the podcast, even though this one is extremely easy, and I know you how I know how you like there. I can speak, I swear. Mike, I know how you like the easy ones. Mike, how does the Tomorrow War relate to the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Well, Matt, like you said, I like the easy ones. So this one, of course, is Chris Pratt. Uh, he is Peter Quill in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 1, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, uh, Avengers Infinity War, and Avengers Endgame. 
And he's also known as Star-Lord, which you pointed out right in the beginning of the podcast. Dude, Star-Lord is, is the man. He's the man. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, it is nice when there's a little bit of an easy one, Matt. Because sometimes, watch some of these movies with like three people in it, it's like, ooh, might not be able to get it. Well, okay, Mike, so that brings us to the spoiler section of said Real Film Nerds podcast episode number 230, The Tomorrow War, as I repeat it again. Not The War of Tomorrow, The Tomorrow War. Go ahead, spoiler, go spoiling, the spoil. Uh, Matt, so I'm kind of proud of this one. This was cool. Um, Like I mentioned earlier, uh, Mags and I watched this together, and uh, when I was watching it, they talked about how the aliens just kind of showed up from Russia, and I was like, oh, they were in the ice. It melted. Although I didn't think it was originally aliens, I did say, I was like, oh, it was ice melt, and then it's just something that thawed out that has been on the planet or it was on the planet, you know, hundreds of years ago. And then it's just back like, I don't know, like mammoths or something, but this is this thing, you know, the white claws obviously weren't mammoths, but I was, I was pretty close. So do you think, uh, this film inspired white claw, the beverage? (laughs) No, since White Claw's been out for quite a while and this movie is fairly new, but um, I I wonder if they took some inspiration from one of my favorite horror movies, The Thing, which is kind of, I mean, somewhat similar. There's some ice and they find something in it, but it's more of like a little germ or bacteria that turns into a parasite. I don't know. I don't know what you'd call it. Something that like mutates people and stuff and then tries to take over, infiltrate. I was just going to say, I swear I thought we watched a movie fairly recently that was similar to this in concept where something melted and aliens came out. Um, You know, another one that I think was definitely uh, inspiration for this film, maybe not great inspiration, was the Aliens versus Predator movie because that's kind of what that is. Oh, you're right. Yeah, there's definitely something in, yeah. Was it the first or second one where they were in the ice stuff? I think that was the first Alien versus Predator because that's the one that has the guy that the whole company is named after, um, Weston. Wyland or whatever? Wyland. Wyland? Wyland. Wyland, yeah. And so he was in it and he dies in that movie. And I think it was similar to this. They found um, pyramids, like Aztec pyramids, like under the oh, ice yeah. in like Alaska yeah. or Canada or something, right? Yep. Yep, you're 100% correct, yeah. So I definitely see where this is drawing a lot of inspiration from. Uh, it was kind of predictable for that uh, when they start talking about how, oh, well, they didn't come here, and you're like, oh, yeah, that's what happened. So um, I thought it was interesting how it was different aliens that were piloting the ship and how the White Claws were a natural weapon i guess is a nice way to put it is kind of the concept on it and it's like a complete colony of these creatures that eat and eliminate everything there's a huge spoiler right there um not to ruin the movie for those of you who have not seen it but we are in spoilers the the aliens eat people and so that's the big one of the big twists and why they don't show the aliens in the past they only 
you only see them when they're in the future. Right. Yeah, that's that's definitely not something they want to advertise. Uh, one thing I wish they would have touched on in all of the things that they did touch on was how they did the time traveling. They have like a two, I don't know, 60 second blurb from one guy talking about kind of how the time travel works and it's like moving together and that's it. But I would have liked to know a little bit more about it. Um, but other than that, it was it was still fine, you know. Whatever they said, you know, was going to be something they made up anyway. So maybe they're just trying to avoid that. More explanation would have been nice on the time travel thing. Um, uh, not to again, we're in spoilers, so I can ruin it. It's fine. I totally predicted that the chick that was going to be in charge was going to be Chris Pratt's daughter. I, I saw that one coming a freaking mile away. Oh, I didn't. I didn't quite see that actually, but. Um... I thought it was interesting, and of course, it led to certain decisions and things. It was, um, it's kind of weird to think about the, you know, if you did go to the future and you met like someone you knew, if it would change what you would do, like back in the past. So it's it's weird, you know, like the paradox of just how that affects him, like you know, giant butterfly effect stuff going on during this movie. Well, okay. Okay. Here, you want to get theoretical. Let's start talking about this. So Mike, um, it's time travel based movie. Do you think everything that Chris Pratt did change the future or how the future was is just how it was. And so he sits here and he comes back and he says, he's going to take care of his daughter and all this other stuff, but he still watched his daughter die in front of his eyes in the future. I think he's going to change. I think, I think he changed the future. Now it doesn't mean that some weird thing isn't going to happen around the same time, but I, I think he changed the future. So I, I don't know. Okay. So you feel that there are no more white claws, including the, the Kiwi and mango and watermelon. They're all gone. Yes. So the only, the only thing that, you know, and so everything was altered. The future's saved. Mankind is going to exist. Yes. Mankind is going to exist and, uh, you know, live on. I don't know, man. Maybe, maybe all he did was in futility and it still ends up that way. I don't know. You you know, know. maybe, maybe let it rip a little early, right? Like maybe one got away. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Maybe the outcome is the outcome regardless, like a lot of other time travel movies where it really doesn't matter what you do. The outcome is the outcome. It is what it is. It might be a different way to get there, but the outcome is the outcome. Well, I guess, I guess, uh, I don't know if we'll get a sequel or anything, but I I do want to touch on earlier. We were talking about how it should be. You thought two movies. I thought like a mini series. It just, it covers so much. It would have been nice to have a little bit less and have it broken up into a couple things. But, uh, you know, it it was pretty well done. It just right at the end, Matt, or not the end, where Chris Pratt is back to the past. I felt like it went laser fast after that, like super, super fast. I felt like there wasn't... 
enough explanation about certain things and just like even the whole like building the team to go was like two three minutes <laughs> like they didn't even have a good montage we always like a good montage well yeah you gotta have a good montage i mean we learned that one in uh uh um world police team america yeah, world police te- team america yeah so, all right, Mike. So, no sequel for the Tomorrow War. Uh, so, there's not going to be uh, the next Tomorrow War. So, we're just getting this one film. Yeah, because you have the Tomorrow War Part Two, the Warring, the Warring, the Tomorrow, the Tomorrow War Part Two, Part Do, the Warring. Yeah, you got to <laughs> go with the Do. Yes. All right. All right. Like uh, uh, Hot Shots Part Do. Oh, yeah. We gotta hot do hot shots, shots. Man. Yeah, that would be fun. God, those movies are ridiculous. <laughs> they are ridiculous, man. Those are very slapsticky, and man, wow, it's been a long time since I've heard that movie. Yeah, yeah, it's a good one though, Mike. It's a good one. Oh, you know what movie I watched recently? Just because I was in a wonderful, wonderful mood. Because you know, life is going real well for me. Yeah, yeah. I heard you close on some houses. I did. I did. Uh, I watched uh, Michael Douglas's starring role, Falling Down. Oh, well, that is an interesting movie of choice, Matt. It's a dark one, man. It's a dark one. I haven't watched it in, God, probably 20 years. I don't know if you could get away with making that movie today. I really don't think so, because it glorifies the bad guy. Um, well, they just made that Russell Crowe movie that was kind of like falling down. The one that came out during the pandemic. It's not ringing a bell, brother. I think you even have it on your movie. Greenland? No. Oh, I was going to say Greenland Greenland. is not not Gerard Butler. Oh, crap. That's Gerard Butler. Ah, same person. (laughs) Right, right. Uh, hold on, man. I'll, I'll, I'll find it. Quick, Mike, to the internets. Okay. Nice, dude. Nice, nice. Uh, I'm still looking, Matt. Unhinged. Boom. Unhinged. It must be, uh, one of the ones that my brother-in-law gave me. I mean, yeah let me borrow <laughs> yeah so he he's in that so i think i started to watch some of it uh it's pretty rough perfect now i know what i'm watching for the rest of the night unhinged <laughs> oh man okay all right mike so what else are we going to talk about the tomorrow war we've spoiled quite a bit the graphics were great for the most part the action was fantastic for the most part. There was a lot of it. Enjoyed it. Uh, that first scene, man, guy, okay, here's one I do want to talk about. The first scene where they time travel to the future and they're all falling out of the sky. What a waste of manpower. Like, what oh, the yeah, hell? Man, that, that, that seems so terrible. They're just all falling out of the sky and like, uh, it's like, I don't know. It kind of reminded me of like a um, 
like how a, a war uh, like <laughs> no uh like how war movies open up like or or like uh like a, a D-Day assault or something where they're like, hey, we know we're going to lose like 75% of you, but we're sending you anyway. But they knew, like they even said, sir, something went wrong or whatever. And then all of a sudden people are falling out of the damn sky. And the only people that made it are the dozen people that fell into a roof pool. Yeah, no, that was brutal, man. That was absolutely brutal. I know? mean, they um, literally wiped then- out an entire platoon other than 12 people. Yeah, and, and, and even those ones who who fell right around the pool, man. Imagine just breaking your legs and limbs and all kinds of things. It sounds terrible. Tuck and roll. Tuck and roll. <laughs> right, right. From a free fall from sky. Okay. Hey, you know what? The White Claws would have been happy because then they don't have to chase that dinner. Yes, the White Claws. <laughs> it's White Spikes, man. White spikes? You kept saying white claws earlier. I'm going with white claws. All right. All right. Maybe it is white claws. I don't know. No, I think it was white spikes. I don't know. It doesn't matter. They eat people and just make sure you stay away from black cherry. It's the worst. It's the most vicious. <laughs> nice. Nice. No, that well, was you, a terrible you were joke. A wa- you were drinking uh, some white claws uh, a few pots ago. I still got a few. You know, the nice thing about the white claws is like... You don't even really like taste them, and they just have a decent amount of alcohol, so I can just drink like five of them and not even notice. Yeah, and they're like zero um, calories, right? Right. Like, or like, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, until I can get to that level with bourbon, this is what I'm at. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. All right. Sounds good. You you, you got some Blantons uh, for your next closing? I wish. Hater. I can't find that crap anywhere. I got I got some Buffalo Trace, but I can't get any Blantons. And the Buffalo Trace is good, but it's not as good as the Blantons. Yeah, no. Uh, my my, uh, I guess brother in law really spoils spoiled me when we were out uh, for Christmas in, in their neck of the woods, and we went to the liquor store, and they have like four bottles. I'm like what? I I've driven the only place that you can find it here is True Liquor Stores or Fry's Grocery Store. I've driven to all of them trying to find it when I heard about them coming out. I could not get a bottle. That's how fast they sold out. I got a phone call at 9 o'clock in the morning that they were on the shelves. I got out to the stores at 10. They were all gone. Man, that's so depressing. Tell me about it. I wanted a bottle of Blanton's. Damn it. Yeah, it was good. It was good. I bet it was. You sent me the video of Mag's chugging it. I was like... Yeah, you're speaking my language. <laughs> so, okay, Mike, I will uh, get us back on a little bit of a topic here. Mike, how many reels do you give the Tomorrow War? Uh, Matt, I'm going to give this one four and a half reels. It was a lot of fun. Holy shit. I did not see that coming at all. Wow. You are definitely the nice one of the podcast from here on out. What what has happened to you? Is it is it real estate just beating you down? Uh, no, I'm dead inside. But I mean, I've been dead dead inside for decades. So, uh, yeah, I was I was gonna ask what changed. Like like is are you deader? Like can you get deader? 
more dead yes i think so yes <laughs> so like we we're talking about it a little bit today at work you know my my soul and my heart is blacker than a steer's ass on a moonless night that's pretty black <laughs> pretty dark <laughs> <laughs> all right well that's uh that that sounds great that sounds great <laughs> that sounds great that's all you got mike that sounds great great you know what i would say that has me thinking about ribeyes now i'm maybe a rack of ribs i'm getting hungry now i need a sandwich <laughs> okay well uh, I, I wasn't thinking that at all so i guess you're getting hungry it is getting close to my dinner time and your bedtime but Mike, I am nowhere near as kind as you are. I enjoyed this film immensely, but not like that. I gave it an average score of three reels. Okay, I don't know, man. I just, I just had a good time watching it. So it was, it was the right movie for the right time at the right place. Dude, it was a good sci-fi film. I, I, I enjoyed it. I really enjoyed the premise. I just wish they would have done a little bit more with it. That's all. That's all. It, it was good. I definitely recommend people check it out. Okay, cool, man. Um, we are what the the movie we're reviewing next week has an interesting title, and uh, I'm probably gonna forget it. But it's it's gunpowder milkshake. Yes, sir. Milkshake gunpowder. My my choice is gunpowder milkshake. We were going back and forth between gunpowder milkshake and old Mike. It's gunpowder milkshake. Papa okay, gun. <laughs> <laughs> i mean that's something uh i'm i'm very interested in seeing this movie this is a netflix uh, original it is a netflix original we gave some love to amazon now it's time to give some love to uh netflix uh i don't know the other one we we're thinking about was old uh i don't know i'm like you uh m night shamalama ding dong has uh he hasn't been uh, firing on all, on all cylinders here these past few films. This one looks interesting, but I think it's just going to be another, ooh, what a twist kind of movie. So Gunpowder Milkshake stars a young lady that I like very much, Karen Gillian, from uh, Jumanji. I had a hard time figuring out it was Jumanji this morning. I kept wanting to say Jungle Book, which is not right. Um, it also stars a young lady from uh, Game of Thrones, Lena Headey. And for our villain, one of the best guys that plays villains all the time, Paul Giamatti. Nice, nice. No, it's it's got a it's got a very uh, a list cast, and I'm interested to see what it'll what'll be like. The, the M Night Samalama uh, Ding Dong movie. Just uh, I don't know. Uh, I did like the one. Uh, what is it? The visit. Or something where it was like the kids went and visited grandma and grandpa. Um, and it wasn't actually grandma and grandpa. But it, it it was fantastic. That movie was great. But I haven't really... What? I don't think I saw that, dude. Oh, dude, you should. It's like got four people in it. It's, it's like... That was like his comeback movie. Okay. I don't think I saw that one. I'll have to check that one out then. I think it's called The Visit. Okay. All right. All right. Well, Gunpowder Milkshake is basically uh, an assassin war. So Karen Gillian plays an assassin. Uh, Lena Headey plays an assassin. And Karen Gillian's mom, even though they're not that different in age, 
They're only 14 years apart. But uh, it's basically uh, an assassin war trying to protect a young girl. And all the uh, assassins, I believe, are females. Oh, well, that sounds cool, man. So that, that should be fun to watch. The trailer looks really good. And, you know, um, to keep saying her name, Karen Gillian it do, did a fantastic job in Jumanji in the action scenes in that. And so this is just more of that kind of on steroids. So uh, check out the trailers. Watch it. Uh, watch it with us. It's currently streaming on Netflix. It just came out. I think a week ago or so. Um, let me scroll down to the internets here so I don't touch anything and make noise with my keyboard. It was released on July 14th, so it just came out last Friday. So it's a new one. All right. Very cool, man. So we'll check that one out. And I guess with that, uh, we'll let everybody get to their getting. And, uh, you know, uh, make sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and uh, go out there, stream some movies, watch some movies at the theater if you feel comfortable doing it. It's it's great to have them going again. And uh, we'll catch you on the next pod. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thank you for listening to The Real Film Nerds. Now, don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Real Film Nerds. Now, go out and catch a movie. Matt Henshaw from the Real Film Nerds Podcast joining me in studio now on Magic 99.1. Good morning. Good morning, Lisa. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm wonderful. You're wonderful. Absolutely amazing. Look at you. Very good. I'm glad to hear all that, whether you really mean it or not. Okay. I was going to say, I'm a good liar. <laughs> you're, you're a little sarcastic <laughs> in your delivery, but uh, I'm glad you're here because you're going to tell us all about the Tomorrow War. How was it? It was good. It was entertaining. I liked it. Yeah? I'm pretty glad I didn't waste the money to see it in the theater, oh. or they didn't put it out in the theater. Oh. Because I wouldn't say it's one of the best films out there, but uh, for an Amazon streaming movie, it was pretty decent. Okay. It's pretty long, though. It's it very is. long. Like how long? It's over two hours. Oh, good Lord. How do they expect it to stay awake for these movies? Well, not everyone... <laughs> Watches the movies to go to sleep, Lisa. Well, you know, I mean, I have an 85-inch television and a really comfy couch, and it just, it doesn't work out for me very often. Do you have a surround sound system? I do not. Is that the problem? That's what the problem is. You need a surround sound system with a giant subwoofer or two, and then when, you know, something blows up, you wake up. Right. Okay. I need to get on that. You do. I'm glad you have... uh, prescribed the cure for what ails me. Yeah, it's uh, Dr. Real Film Nerds. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so how many uh, reels are you going to give the Tomorrow War? I, I, like I said, I enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. The action, action sequences are very good. Chris yeah. Pratt is fantastic. Oh, good. There's parts of it that are very, very predictable just yeah. because it, you know, it is. I mean, it's a time travel movie, so things you know are going to be a certain way. You right. can just tell. Yeah. Um, but I like the concept. I like the story of having to go back in time to draft basically their parents and grandparents to go fight in the sons and daughters and granddaughters and grandsons war. Oh my god. It was gosh. kind of an interesting concept. Yeah, yeah. I think they could have done more with it. I think it could have been better. Okay. But it was decent. So right. um, I give it three out of five. Three out of five. That's pretty yeah. good. And it's a free movie, right? I mean, if you have Amazon Prime. Yep. Yeah, if you have Amazon. So it's, that's a plus. It's well worth a watch. Okay. D- don't go out of your way, but it it's worth a watch. If you love really hardcore sci-fi or yeah. you like action or you like adventure, 
adventure. It's okay. definitely worth it. Okay, very good. What are we going to look forward to chatting about next week? So we're going to flip and go to Netflix. Okay. Um, I thought we were going to watch Old, but uh, my co-host is having a hard time getting into the theaters. He's very busy at work, yes. much like myself. And he has a new baby, right? Uh, soon. 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 Soon yes. to be new baby. In yeah. September, yeah. Okay. September. So, um, But anyways, we're going to watch a movie you probably have not heard of. Ooh, probably not. <laughs> uh, Gunpowder Milkshake. Gunpowder Milkshake. Okay, mm-hmm. tell me. What's it, it about? It's on Netflix. Yeah. It is a action uh, assassin uh, fighting movie starring um, Karen Gillian from... Um, Great. I was just talking about it, and now oh, I spaced it. that's okay. She's in uh, Avengers and a bunch oh. of other movies, and uh, Jumanji. She's in uh, Jumanji. Jumanji. She's the red-haired uh, action star in Jumanji. Okay. Um, it also has uh, Lena Headley and uh, Paul Giamatti are the big uh, stars in it, and it's an, on Netflix, Netflix only. It's something about Assassin Wars, uh, three generations. It's like a mom, daughter, granddaughter kind of thing. Okay, so. I was going to ask if it's a comedy, but apparently not. <laughs> no, it is not. It is a... <laughs> because the name kind of sounds it, like right, a comedy, right? Right. Okay, well, fair Gunpowder enough. Milkshake. It's, right. Uh, you know, there's a lot of interesting comic book named action films out there. I'm wondering if this is based on a comic book. I'm not sure. You're not sure. I'd have to look. Okay, neither am I. We'll be anxious to hear what you thought about it. You guys, check out the podcast. It's called The Real Film Nerds. Maddie, thanks for chatting with me this morning on Magic. Lisa, always a pleasure. I'm sure. (laughs) I'm sure.